welcome to Cloud Dialogues, episode one. My name's George Smith, and I am here with my co-host, Mount Gillard. Hi, Georgia. (laughs) And listeners, excited to be here with you. Good evening, as it is in Melbourne. Should we quickly talk about why we're, we started this yes. podcast. Why did we start this podcast, Georgia? Well, I think for me, over the last few years, obviously I've had my head in the cloud for a few years now. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Everybody clap. Um, so I've had my cl- head in the cloud for a few years now, um, more specifically AWS and, and a little bit of Azure before I, I landed at AWS. Um, but I think... You know, even now, like I still find myself on the receiving end of lots of questions around how to do cloud in the right way um, from a multitude of different organizations, but then also from just executives that I have worked with over the years. And some of them come to me and say, like, can you help me to understand what's going on? Because I feel like it's too late to ask (laughs) now. (laughs) So I thought, well, maybe we should help them. Um, And I think you know, from a business perspective, obviously it's really critical to have like a great vision and and build a strategy using that vision when we talk about cloud. And a lot of the time organizations are, have got a bunch of different executives really thinking about very separate things, Um, whether that's, you know, whether it is like cloud migrations or, you know, like server refresh or whatever it is, right? Um, So really what I want to help everyone to do is is to really consolidate that vision and use cloud to be the enabler to deliver those products and services. Obviously, that's what I've spent the last couple of years um, working with executives and different organisations to do. Um, and it's something that I'm really passionate about. So I thought that we could use this opportunity as something that as far as I'm aware and we're aware hasn't been done before, is to give executives the ability to learn about cloud and um, you know, in a hopefully fun way. <laughs> yes, um, uh, it's kind of tough because I've I've had a um, background in, in enterprise IT over many years, and being uh, working in cloud for the last few years, I've seen many um, uh, struggles, I guess, with uh, implementing cloud. Um, mm. Not no real lack of strategy. Yes. Um, no, um, I guess. Are they doing cloud for the right reasons or are they doing it because everyone else is doing it, right? Um, yeah, so I guess every customer has a cloud story. Um, part of those totally. challenging moments, we can share that with our listeners, hopefully, uh, to give them guidance on what not to do, but also things that have worked and what, what they can do uh, to make their cloud journey successful. Uh, and there's always going to be mistakes and you're always going to be learning and iterating. Absolutely. Um, but I think... With my tech background and bringing George's insight, business insights um, and her experiences uh, with the occasional special guest, we have some sort of ideas on guests that we'll bring in in future episodes. Uh, we aim to make what we talk about hopefully interesting, but Fingers also crossed. <laughs> help you gain, in, you the listener, um, I hope we have more than one listener, gain new insights and ideas to help um, maximise the... <laughs> business benefit you get from utilising modern tech Um, and so modern tech being cloud you know cloud hyperscalers it's usually the big three but you know there's others we talk about Oracle maybe 
We'll see. Um, <laughs> or, you know, if you're using If cloud, they pay us. That's right. If anyone at Oracle is listening. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so whatever uh, hyperscale you use or plan to use, you might not actually be using cloud. Um, I'm sure you'll gain some insights, hopefully, from each episode. Um, so today we're going to talk about... Topic of the day. Cloud operating models. I guess an operating model, everyone has an operating model. Um, what does cloud operating model mean to you, Matt? <laughs> it's a way, it's a new way of operating IT, right? So um, it's the way traditional enterprise IT is run uh, is, um, you know, old school silos, um, different teams doing different things. It's people, it's process and it's technology and how you operate a business, really. So that's what operating model is in general. It's it's how you operate that business and how that organisation functions, uh, and covers everything from the tech that you use, the processes, um, the people that you have, um, and to be able to deliver some sort of value uh, to whatever the organisation um, uh, needs to deliver. And also, organisations can have multiple operating models depending on the context that you're talking in. So there could be a product team, um, an application, a value team doing, you know, an operating model for the way they operate. And then as we'll discuss in a little bit, you have the cloud, you know, operating model for how they operate in the cloud, which might be common across certain elements. So um, we're going to focus on the organisational or management side of of the cloud operating model in this episode. Um, And you know, some key elements of that, of that, which are important to think about when you're starting your journey or continuing your journey in the cloud. Um, I think um, one thing that I feel like I get asked a lot is what are the boundaries of cloud operating model? Boundaries, what do you mean boundaries? Like where does it end? It probably never ends. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely my answer. My answer is always, Provided that I'm not talking to the whole organisation. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and depending on the context, if I'm talking to executives, my view is that it is the whole organisation. And I think it's important to like have that view from the very beginning, right? Or at least like try to be setting that understanding from the very beginning that in order to make in order to make the best use of cloud, which is cloud can do amazing things, right, for your customers and to help for, like, for executives, for our audience, cloud should be the delivery arm of your strategy, right? This is how we, this is what we use to deliver on our strategy. And in order to do that effectively, the whole organization needs to be engaged. Yep. I'm not saying the whole, whole organization needs to become IT operations. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> well, the whole organization really over time needs to learn about how, how cloud should, can be used. And I think it can start in different ways as well. And like, you know, I've worked with, probably more traditional organizations that started off with that migration journey. And I think it's a great bias for action, right? Okay, we want to start, we want to get everything migrated or at least like, you know, almost everything to bar those few tiny things that yeah. are too complex. You never get to 100%. Legacy to migrate. Um, no, and yeah, you know, nothing's ever perfect. That's fine. Um, 
but it can be a good, you know, bias for action. It's like, well, if we get everything migrated over, then we can work a lot more quickly to innovate, right? But then I've also seen it done the other way. It's like, actually, we're going to start using cloud as like an innovation arm. And I've seen that be very successful as well, right? Especially where you've got executives, some of your peers maybe don't understand what the point of cloud is and need to be brought on that journey. And as you start kind of building that capability and starting to deliver small products and services, really seeing the value in that very quickly and how quickly things can be taken to market. And then that becomes the catalyst for that migration effort. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And also, um, you don't transition to a cloud operating model overnight. No. So you've got, you know, you you have the event that happens and then you have a small team um, and you work out there's no one size fits all. So you yeah. need to work out what, what works for your organisation and um, uh, having a small team, working out what works, make sure you document those processes, what works, keep doing it. And starting small, right? Yeah, like start I think small, starting yeah. small is critical. Like I, I think a lot of, you know, it, there's, always a, there's always a, I guess, kind of, well, we all want to do things that make a difference, right? But it doesn't need to be a big bang effort. It can actually start off with like three, four people doing some stuff in the, you know, 20 or 30% capacity of their time. Exactly. And, and that can deliver outstanding results because of how agile cloud can be utilised. Um, and, uh, and having those feedback loops. So things that don't work, stop doing them change you know if you're not getting the business well you'll know it's not working if you're not getting the business value um, you've got to be able to measure that um, output and make sure that you're continuing to deliver to deliver value and if, if something's not working you have to you know feedback loop back figure out what's not working and and fix it you know try something else um, to get it to and work. I think as well as that and like just going back to why we wanted to do this was I think a lot of the time, the first time that a lot of executives will engage with any sort of cloud concept or like cloud issue, or it's in a negative way. <laughs> like it's like, oh, you know, one department's built up some, like has something's been left on or, you know, some high compute has been yep, left on and exactly. it's built up whatever amount and someone's got, one executive's going to another saying, hey, you've got to pay for this or, or whatever it is, right? Or, you know, something fails because it's not scalable yeah, yeah. because it's in a data centre. Um, so that's another reason why I think we wanted to start this was to give some positive engagement on cloud because it's so it, what it enables us to do is absolutely incredible. Um, but unfortunately, in a lot of instances, the first a lot of executives will hear about it is an issue or a problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always the negative. But the negative things are good because it makes you do something about it, in theory. <laughs> Not all organisations do that, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so... Um, so so in the, in the cloud journey, when do you think that implementing a cloud operation, operating model um, is important? Before you've even started using cloud. Um, I, I think when you're first starting out, and this is just a perspective from say, the clients that I have worked with um, over the course of my career, is that 
having starting off with those couple of one or one or either of those mechanisms in terms of like an innovation arm like a product development because that's what we really want a cloud operating model really looks like a product development machine yep. right as opposed to what IT operations was before um, in terms of like you know oh we've got a we've got to rack new servers we've got a plan yeah. more capacity project like, related yeah, yeah and and with that with cloud we don't need any of that or we don't need a lot of that or it has to change right so just taking that to the next level the cloud platform is actually a key part of the operating model so um, in traditional IT you have your siloed teams building you know and I say silo not in a negative way but that's just how how more traditional IT traditional operations, yeah. IT operations is done. You yes, separate teams doing your separate tasks because they're separate skill levels. And it creates that accountability, right? Yeah, and it creates. It's that just that we don't need any of that anymore. Yeah, that's right. with cloud. <laughs> well, some of it you need, but some of it you don't. So um, you know, in the old way, you pass the work between teams. Um, um, usually requires project managers to get anything done um, to make the teams communicate with each other. Um, with a cloud cloud way of thinking um, some of the team functions are removed so you don't need VMware hypervisor people because your cloud provider takes care of that yes you don't need storage people because your cloud provider takes care of that but as a result of that some of the functions that other teams do are combined together so your operating system teams need to care a little bit more about storage and understand how that works and other team functions example DBAs they had to take care of the system and the application. You might, you might have had a system DBA and an application DBA. Mm. And now you just really need an application DBA, um, mostly to be able to What's tune a DBA, the application. Matt? Oh, that's a good point. For anyone that doesn't know, <laughs> a DBA is a database administrator. So, and tell me what a hyperscaler is. Oh, hyperscaler is a cloud. Hyperscaler is a you know, the big three cloud providers. Who okay, have so we're talking AWS, AWS Azure, GCP. Azure, GCP, exactly right. Okay. Um, and then everyone else. Just checking. Less than that. That's okay. It's good <laughs> to provide those definitions. I'm sure a lot of our audience will not know. That's right. Uh, DBA, so DBAs, database administrators, are critical to most applications because most applications have some sort of database. Yes. So reduce, improving the value that they provide, Reducing the, I guess, undifferentiated heavy lifting, undifferentiated heavy lifting, which is a bit of a mouthful, um, uh, is what the cloud provider does. So, um, so then these people can focus more on application-related um, uh, issues, improvements, quality. making it quality, and all that sort of stuff. So, um, so you've got your cloud platform that's run by, you know. A bunch of people who kind of have you know similar skills to previously but also new skills and um, you treat your cloud platform as you say as a product because it's going to be continually improving and your cloud platform is critical to your organization because that's where you migrate your apps that's where you build out you know um, your business value really using using this structure and it provides the guardrails to keep your company safe and that should stem from the vision right yeah and i think that's a step that a lot of executive teams have missed is actually sitting down together and thinking you know if we think about five years from now as an example how do we want to be serving our customers in five years 
what do we think that our customers will want to be how do they want to be engaging with us in five years and therefore if we set that vision of what our what we want our customer to think about us in five years after they've spoken to us dealt with us had a transaction with us whatever sort of organizations you're running what is the infrastructure that we need what is the platform that we need what are the applications that we need what is the architecture that we need to actually deliver on that vision and then thinking okay well say we need you know we want to deploy a new customer interface that we want to be using in maybe three years right ideally a lot sooner but if we if we work backwards from that and thinking what applications do we need to get migrated first that kind of starts setting the vision right for that okay well from an innovation perspective this is what we want to be achieving on whatever timeline and therefore that's how we need to start that cloud journey. Yeah, and that dictates your um, architectural requirements for your cloud platform as well. So um, depending on what you want to do, we'll define what your cloud platform looks Mm. like. And you start off slow, as we said earlier, you start off slowly um, by taking, ideally taking team members that you already have, you know, people who want to learn. Some people don't want to learn and that's fine mm. other people do so you've got to pick those innovative people to help help kickstart that journey and it's also important to if you have no cloud experience to get a trusted partner as well in to help you uh, so you can hire in but you can also get a partner to kickstart your journey um, and work with your team to build out that that platform um, I've, I've seen that work many times where where I customers seed their initial cloud platform with you know the the partner teams and they upskill cross pollinate yeah cross pollinate that yeah. that information that um that skill level with with uh, other team members that you already have and then it starts off small but then it starts to grow as soon as you start delivering the initial phase of platform your uh product teams can then um start using that platform to build their value for the business. Um, oh, the other thing, the other important thing about getting a partner who's done it before, well, A, they've done it before. <laughs> so they, they know a lot of the um, the pitfalls and, and, mm. and the problems that, that people can run into. They have deep relationships with the cloud vendors. So, um, you know, I work for an AWS partner and you know, we have very deep relationships with, with AWS, for example. There are other organisations that have deep relationships with Microsoft mm. um, and that all that information helps because they get visibility over things that are coming up, yeah. you know, NDA, all that sort of stuff, which can help solve the problem. So you're building a platform on top of the hyperscalers platform, cloud providers platform, um, and they're continually improving their, their environment, so you should also be investing to improve your environment which is built on top of their environment to be able to meet your vision and and what what needs you have and I think as well as that like as non-technical executives a lot of the time the first we hear about cloud migration is when we get a knock on the door about some sort of application that we're using and it's like oh we need to migrate this and obviously that's an important part of the journey for the overall organization is making sure that you know, whatever the migration machine looks like, that they have the right information to enable applications and and whatever needs to be migrated to cloud successfully. Or, you know, maybe 
like for example, we might be the owners of applications that actually are very low use or low importance. And it's important that the migration machine gets that information. Yeah, that's right. Even if that's just the feedback that it is, right? Like we actually don't think this is very important. And that's all. Um, oh, that's part of that. That's part of that migration plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You find actually, it's like clearing up the. Um, Especially in big organisations. Yeah, yeah. Clearing up the trash. Clearing out the trash. Yes. Clearing out the trash. No, it is. And it's so hard. Like, and especially when you've got, you know, you're trying to do things as uh, frugally as possible, right? And then you can't get answers out of the people that own the applications or are using the applications. And that makes it really hard to do the right thing by the organisation. So it's frustrating as it is or, you know, you, you, everybody obviously has got their own priorities and things that are front of mind. Um, but in order to a- enable organisations to really accelerate their innovation pathway, we need to get the migrations done, which means getting the right information at the yeah. right time to the right people. Yeah, exactly right. And um, part of the so your cloud platform is providing a, a environment for your product teams, your workload teams, and a workload team is basically a consumer of your platform. Um, and then however your platform is operated, so the operations of that platform takes care of security, um, improvements, and day-to-day you know, maintenance, mm. um, dealing with the cloud provider. Your workload teams, they also um, they build on top of your environment and they have their own operating model where they're operating their application, they're deploying their mm. application. So you've got to provide those interfaces, standard interfaces for them to deploy their application. Um, and how that operates is very different to the way they do it um, today with on-prem. So going back to the original discussion about um, uh, iteration and, and feed fast feedback loops, yep. especially if you're new, um, they need to work out. There's no... There's so many different tools and ways to deploy applications. Totally. Um, they've got to learn what, what works for them mm. and what doesn't work for them. The organisation, so your organisational structure can actually dictate how your cloud platform will look. So an example of that is a large, you know, you might have a large multi-region organisation mm-hmm. with different... Um, teams in different regions or different business units and they might have very different requirements mm-hmm. um, for your cloud environment. So there's like, I guess, three main topologies. So you can have a dis- decentralised model and in that case, if you do have that large um, presence, then you can have separate cloud platforms in each region run by separate teams to deal with those local needs, local data requirements, sovereignty. data sovereignty, um, and other regulatory reasons, possibly. Um, then there's the centralised model, and that's the most common one for most organisations where you've got a central team that looks after your, your platform, um, and then you've got you know, workload teams or whatever utilising that. Um, and then you've got a federated model, which is like a minimal central team, and then some of the cloud operations go out to um, the product teams who, de- who deal with um, the separate training, separate features for particular regions. So it's it's kind of a mix between the two. So centralised is always probably the one that um, is safe to start with because usually you won't go out to everywhere straight away. Yeah, You'll probably yeah. start a with staged, a small region. A phased approach is yeah, generally phased approach. preferred, right? And, 
and you can always switch switch later to a um, right, it's going to grow anyway uh, like exactly and that'll it'll that'll um, a lot of the time your the model that you choose yeah definitely it'll be obvious because your organizational structure will dictate which which one the Again, along with everything in cloud, there's no fixed rules and you can always iterate and change later. Agile. Agile, be agile. <laughs> Feedback loops. Um, cool. I think we've covered most things that we want to discuss today. The only other thing that I wanted to just briefly touch on in terms of strategy and how it ties in with having the right governance and I think something that I've seen used really effectively, especially in the last few years, is having obviously we've got our um, like IT, our executive that looks after our IT operations and our IT function, but then also having the executive sponsorship over that trans, like executive sponsorship additionally or pr- even primarily sitting with another executive that looks after say like customer operations right and then those two executives work really closely together to make sure that they are really aligned really yeah. aligned on the vision this is where we're heading and I remember once and I was saying this to Matt earlier <laughs> I was sort of starting work with an executive team and one of them sort of was saying he was like oh well our strategy changes all the time so I don't really see any point in setting it in stone. And I was like, okay, great. That's really good. The next time you think about it, can you write it down? Because <laughs> having that clarity, and obviously things change all the time, right? And they should. We should yeah. be constantly Business revisiting. Business changing all the time, right? Absolutely. We should be constantly revisiting what where we're expecting to be in five, ten, you know, five weeks' time. <laughs> Exactly. As opposed to five years. Um, but making sure that how you have that right structure and executives that are in lockstep with each other over what is the most important thing in order to enable the strategy to be delivered. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, pretty critical. Because being able to look back on your choices over time help, you know, what, what you wanted to do at one point is naturally and you want to change it. It doesn't mean you're wrong. No. It just means you've changed direction and your everything needs to everything that you're doing, you don't you don't keep building out in that way if you No. Because <laughs> otherwise it'll the longer you're going in the wrong direction yes. building, it's gonna cost a lot more to um, Absolutely. So Absolutely. I think that's something that I've seen work quite effectively, um, especially in the last few years, is having another executive that is especially accountable for things like customer experience. Um, Otherwise, what you find is IT is kind of working independently, doing migrations or whatever it might be. And they might be doing a great job, right? But are they doing the right thing first? Yeah, they're doing the right thing. They're doing the right thing? Well, we don't know because we're not sure where we're heading. Yeah. That's a problem, right? And that's part of that strategy question, right? Because... You need to make sure when you're doing analysis of what you're migrating, is it the right? Are you actually going to be using this in the next three years, or maybe it's just going to? Maybe it's not important. It's not important yeah, to your business, and that's the thing. A lot of things that you've done in the past don't translate well to um, to cloud because there's better ways of doing it, and you need to um, 
really take stock and and really think about every application because as soon as you migrate it over, it's going to start costing you money that's visible. And we'll in talk a different about, way. Yeah, yeah. We won't get into financial <laughs> no, no, management right. today. <laughs> That'll be a topic for another episode. But um, yeah, it's it's yeah really really critical. So, what's your key takeaway? Do you think from a from an operating model perspective, executive and sponsorship and strategy, having a aligned view on the strategy. Yeah. And sometimes that means that we sit, and it might mean that. We sit, and I have done this with a number of executive teams, we sit in a room and argue for a couple of days, but then we come to an outcome, right? Um, And that's the most important thing. Um, Disagree and commit, very important. Exactly. Very important. Um, It's okay to go down a path and then realize quickly that it's not going to work, but that's what cloud enables us to do really effectively. Um, Throw stuff out that doesn't work. Let's not keep going down the path or... And, and I think as well, you know, like I remember I worked with a I worked with a client not that long ago that was that was at the kind of tail end of a significant impl- implementation or a transition to some new. And I was like, why did why did the organisation decide to do this? And they were like, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, and okay. probably been through multiple people, right? Yes, exactly. And the reason exactly. disappeared. But I think it's important to revisit, right? And and make sure we're not blindly going down a certain path because someone started it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think my my key takeaway for um, especially starting the cloud journey is getting a solid foundational cloud platform um, that you can build your operating model around from a you know, people process tech, make sure you're using the right, so minimise the services you're using, uh, train your people, um, bring, in a, bring in people who have done it before to help kickstart the program. It, it, it might seem expensive sometimes, but I think um, the value that you get back from that is, is um, far and above the expense. An example, I'm working with a client who, um, they've never been in cloud before. Yes. We've, We've helped build a platform for them, and a lot of organisations are in exactly. that situation, and they, right? They wouldn't, they didn't know, you know, um, they couldn't, they couldn't start themselves. So, you yeah, know, a small amount of resources on their end, a bunch from our end, helped build that platform, and now that they're migrating applications, so um, it took a little time. But, oh, you know, and I think a lot of organisations are, like, even just the job market at the moment, looking for someone to just help them start, yeah, because they're starting to think that they're falling behind. Um, and they don't know where to start. So that's an interesting yeah. thing that I've been on the receiving end of a few of those <laughs> recently. So um, thanks for listening. I uh, hope that was helpful. Um, and I hope, hope you've learned something from it. Um, the listener, not Georgia. Just <laughs> um, And the call to action. What's the call to action? Um, so obviously we love feedback. Um, so if you would... If you would like to send us feedback, we would love that. Um, you can go to, you can send us an email at feedback at cloud-dialogues.com. Alternatively, um, go to the website. Go yeah. to our website, yeah. cloud-dialogues.com. Exactly. Um, and you can also, I would love to hear your questions. What do you want us to talk about? What do you need to know about? What do you need help with? What's concerning you right now in terms of cloud? Um, at this point in time, we're planning to do fortnightly. 
We're going to start fortnightly <laughs> and see how we go. We're in Melbourne together at the moment, which has been amazing. Um, but we I'm normally I am based in London. Um, so please send us your ideas. There is a there is a you know an ideas box on our website. Um, so please send them through. And um, as always, of course, we love to hear feedback. Hopefully, there's a couple of people at least that have gotten to this point in the podcast. They're still listening. <laughs> so please go to the website, type it in. You might have problems. Say the examples could be, you know, your cloud migration stuck. Um, you might have, um, you don't know how to get started. You know, is there a topic you don't understand? So we can help break that down, hopefully. Well, that's the plan, at least. We look forward to hearing from you. So until next time. Until next time. We will see you soon, hopefully. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>